Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Now, I cannot wait to introduce you to our guest this week, actress Jamie Lee O'Donnell. Jamie Lee has starred in several different projects from the screen to the stage, but one of her most notable roles is on the sitcom Dairy Girls which is streaming mostly everywhere on Netflix. The show is set in Northern Ireland during the political troubles of the 1990s and revolves around five high school students who are simply trying to navigate their teenage years. Jamie Lee plays the fun and fierce Michelle Mallon alongside actors Saoirse Monica Jackson, Nicola Coughlin, Louisa Harland, and Dylan Llewellyn. And I am just such a fan of this show. While it takes place in a time of serious political conflict, the characters are just trying to handle their high school years and it really just makes for a great plot. So while Jamie Lee does live across the pond, I'm so glad I was able to chat with her over Zoom about how she got involved in acting and how the current COVID-19 pandemic has impacted her work. I can't wait for you to hear it. So you know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, this is a conversation I am so excited to have. Jamie Lee O'Donnell, thank you for coming on to chat with us. Thanks for having me. Of course. So for anybody who may not know, you're an actor having starred in several different projects, film, television, and theater, and you're notably known for playing Michelle Mallon on the Irish sitcom Dairy Girls, which is streaming on Netflix here in the States. Uh, you're actually from Derry, correct? Yeah, I'm a native to Derry. Amazing. So um, I came across pretty much the show uh, from one of my flatmates. I've lived in Dublin. I studied at Trinity. And one of my flatmates had told me about the show. And oh my gosh, it is just amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's done really well, which, which we're delighted about. Um, just getting constantly getting loads of feedback and, and people really, really enjoy it. So yeah, it's, it's been a great experience. It's fabulous. And we'll get into talking about that later. But right now, so many know you from your role as Michelle in Dairy Girls, but you've had a career playing a bunch of different other characters. You've starred in quite a lot. What made you want to pursue the career in acting? Um, I think just uh, as a kid, I always loved performing. I loved um, writing poetry and like making up little characters and, and performances um, and dancing and things like that when I was younger. Um, I just loved creating my own little worlds and and just kind of living in my imagination, I suppose. And that just stuck with me throughout um, adulthood and throughout my teen years. And I just always knew that I wanted a career in performance and just to sort of um, just be creative, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done a variety and I feel like, you know, your roles are very different from one another, in my opinion. Um, is there anything specifically when you're auditioning or just looking for a part that you're interested in, in a character? Um. I don't really look for one type of, of person or character or trait. I think, you know, I, I enjoy the challenge of, of portraying different characters. I think I do always look for, um, I suppose, just really well-written characters and really well-rounded women and, and just people that are kind of true to life because, you know, people have said to me, you play quite feisty people sometimes and, and um, you know, how does that feel? It's like, well, that's that's pretty normal to people I know. I mean... There's a lot of feisty women out there. There's a lot of different, you know, types of characters and and layered people. And I think that's 
weird characters I mean um, and I think when I'm looking at scripts and things come through I'm just it always really amazes me when um and sort of intrigues me when there's scripts written where all the characters are so well written like even some of you know, every single person's been thought out uh, with regards to the story and how they all interlink with each other. And I always say, you know, it's very interesting if a script comes through and, you know, you're playing a certain part, no matter how big or small, and you think um, if you take that person out of the script and put them somewhere else, you would know how they would behave. Like you've got an idea of who they are mm-hmm. and to the core. And I quite I quite like that when I'm reading scripts. That, that always really, really impresses me and I quite enjoy reading characters like that because it's when you're done reading the script you kind of want to know more you want to know what's happening and where they're all going to go and, and things like that's really intriguing for me as opposed to specific personality types sure exactly yeah well you know so many industries have been affected by the current pandemic as well um how are you doing during all of this uh, i'm doing fine um i'm just trying to do little bits and pieces to stay creative and i've been writing a bit I've, I've been written, writing for years my own little stuff and just trying to keep that going and and to be to be honest I'm just kind of sitting eating every evening and just <laughs> trying to I mean you cannot be told that the world stands in still and there's a pandemic all your work's cancelled you know you don't know what's happened next so I think you kind of have to find a little simple pleasures and I find it with just doing a bit of cooking and eating and just sort of relaxing and stuff yeah, no, I completely I'm just agree. Patiently waiting for things to open. <laughs> right, yeah. Who knows when that will be? <laughs> um, the states isn't doing so well at the moment. Um, I wish we were doing better, but yeah, I think for me it's been the same thing. Just having this extra time on my hands to, you know, dive into projects. I've been sort of writing as well, um, and then doing, you know, just more interviews as I can. But then also, like you had mentioned, just kind of spending time talking to people even though we're so physically distant from one another I feel like socially I've never been closer to people in some ways yeah yeah I think everyone's really checking in on each other I think it's sort of it's because it's so global it's like it's you know there's nowhere to turn but you have to kind of have a look at what's going on and make sure everyone's okay around you right there's nowhere nowhere to go you know what's happening everywhere Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's crazy. And who knows, but it, it really is incredible how it's impacted the entertainment industry so much, at least here in the States. I know projects over in Europe, the UK have been starting up again, um, you know, projects that are really remote. But here in the States, everything is just completely halted. I've heard out in California, some things are starting to start up again. But, you know, I keep hearing January, February for a lot of people. Mm. I'm actually starting shooting a movie um, after well, the beginning of September, um, wow. and that's going going in London. Amazing! Um, I think it's it's a pretty small cast and pretty remote, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, everything goes well. Because that's the thing with with all of this. Mm-hmm. It's okay saying, "Yeah, I got a job, and and this is happening, and whatever else." But unless you're physically standing there on set, it's still that nerves that you get that nerves that it's going to be cancelled or, or pulled or pushed back or something, you know, or second wave. Right. For example, so it's a bit terrifying to just keep my fingers crossed so I all like that it goes ahead. Yeah, yeah, the second wave Ooh. is what's the scary part, but who Ooh. knows? Well, that's so exciting. So a new uh, new project you're taking on, um, I'm not sure how much, you probably can't say a ton about it, but are you allowed to reveal maybe something about the character you're going to be playing? Um, it's a lot darker than, um, well, say Michelle, where mm-hmm. people know me for, um, and it's it's going to be... I'm really excited about it. There's I, I there's something about playing quite dark characters I find so intriguing. 
you know, just being able to pick apart the layers of, of what happened to that person and and to really portray that because you know you get people who are quite strange or odd and there's so many different ways to play that. Mm-hmm. There's so many people like that in our society and kind of blend in in certain ways and and also stand out in others and think stuff like that. Characters like that are really interesting. So that's the kind of vibe that I'll be I'll be playing. So I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, that's really exciting. And yeah, that sounds a lot different from Michelle. So um, let's get into Dairy Girls. Let's talk about it. I'm really excited. I love this show. Um, So for anybody who doesn't know, the show follows Erin, who's played by Saoirse Monica Jackson, and her friends as they're growing up in Northern Ireland during the troubles of the 1990s. And you play Michelle. So how has it been, um, you know, you're going into season three now. How has it been playing Michelle, being on the show, the whole aspect of it? It's It's been crazy, to be honest. Really, really great. Um, it's been brilliant, and I really appreciate getting the, this platform. Um, with Derry Gears and how well it's done, um, it's just so nice going into auditions, knowing people kind of know who you are. That's, that's so lovely. It's such a nice feeling for an actor. Mm-hmm. Um but the whole experience has been brilliant. We're such good friends as well. Like we've kept a really good friendships from the show. Um, and I think, you know, we didn't expect it to blow up as big as it. We all hoped it would blow up as big, but we kind of were like, you know, keeping our fingers crossed. We loved playing it. We, we had the best time on season one and we really thought it was hilarious. And, and we kind of hoped, but I remember um, when that very first episode aired and, um, we were, I got my friends and my family around to, to sit and watch. And then as soon as it came out, I remember, like, my Twitter and my social media just started, like, exploding. You know, my phone was just beeping constantly with messages. <laughs> and and um, I remember one of the girls on, I think it was Nicola, or Claire, who plays Nicola. Mm-hmm. No, Nicola, who plays Claire. <laughs> yeah. And I think she messaged then, um, Nicola messaged to say, oh, my God, have you seen the celebrities that's, like, tweeting us? And I remember <laughs> kind of going, oh, my God, this is amazing. And... Um, and from there, it sort of just went bigger and bigger and bigger. And people just love the show. And I think, you know, it's been written so, so well by Lisa, Lisa McGee. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really, really well-rounded. She's really made those characters really well-rounded and well-written. And, you know, they're so identifiable for a lot of people. And I constantly get people coming up to me and telling me which one they are. Like, I'm a Michelle or I'm a, you know, I'm a James or this. and um, Which is really interesting because I think... People can really kind of identify with the characters and then, you know, they, they can sort of follow on from there. That's, that's always a nice quality to watch watch TV and, and sort of see yourself on there. Sure, um, yeah. It's done really well, yeah. It's, it's been a, a crazy experience. People, people love it, which is great. Right, well, like you said, I mean, it's so well written and the characters are all, in my opinion, they're all so nicely done and written in that sense where they're all so different from one another, yet... They complement one another so well. Um, and Michelle is just such a spitfire. Um, and she's sort of a badass, I feel. Um, she's really fun and witty. Um, but yeah, everybody sort of has their own archetype in a sense. And it's just really lovely to watch it play out. But the plot of the show and just, you know, how the characters are, their mannerisms are so relatable. Um, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm an Irish Catholic girl here in the States, so while it, times are very different, it's so, you know, I never went to Catholic school, actually, so that's like the one difference, but so much of it is just absolutely hilarious and so true and relatable, I find, when watching the show. I think, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, I think why it's done so well globally is because... Um, 
the if you t- I always said if you take you know the story the characters and you put them anywhere around the world I think it'd be relatable as you mm-hmm. say you know those those friendships and and even with like the family members you know like the the dad and the son in law and you know the two sisters that have grown up and had their own kids all those sort of little stories are so so um so common mm-hmm. and so heartwarming and everybody can relate and I think that's that's one of the reasons why people love it as well you know and I've I've said that if you change the the location, change the language or the accent, it would still apply. I think people would still really, really warm for the show. Right. Um, we get messages from all over the world of people who love it because it's, it's on Netflix everywhere as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just bizarre. Like we get, I mean, someone was messaging from Brazil to say like, oh, me and my sister's exactly like that or that's the way my granddad is. Or So it's just, <laughs> it's bizarre that, that it's so relatable and to, to that extent, but, but, also, um, but also I get it, you know. Yeah. I, I even I identify with people within the show, even though I'm in it, if you understand. Mm-hmm. You know, people ask us, you know, especially me, they would be like, Are you um are you like Michelle? And I was I always say I wish I was. I wish I was like Michelle <laughs> at school. But I think um I was a bit of a mix of maybe Erin and Claire, potentially. I was nice. a bit of Michelle. I think everybody wants to be a bit of Michelle a little bit. She's yeah, she's crazy, she's wild. <laughs> Yeah, she's so fun. I, but I, I do, I think the whole like dysfunctionality of it is mm-hmm. what makes it so relatable. I mean, just the family aspect. Um, like I, I had joked with my mom watches the show. She loves the show. And, mm-hmm. you know, even when she watches it, she's like, oh my gosh, that's just like us. <laughs> yeah. It really is that's, so relative. That's the thing. It's, I think that's the beauty of it. Like people come up to me, as I say, and, they, and they're dying to tell me stories about how similar it is and how they've d- done similar things when they were at school. Mm-hmm. And I think with, with us five, like, I love how Lisa's written us all slightly flawed. So there mm-hmm. is there is such negative parts to us as well, but that sort of makes the positive parts quite nice, I think. And as you say, we're all very different people. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of close friends because I feel like really nice, lovely people at the school probably wouldn't hang out with us. Because right. we are all a little bit, a little bit shitty. I don't know if I'm sorry for swearing. Yeah, no, um, you're good. We're all a little bit crappy. You know, and to a certain point, there is there is serious flaws in this, which is brilliant, because everybody at 16 is a bit flawed anyway. Sure. You know, you're walking around like you know everything, but you don't. And that's kind of part of the appeal as well. Mm-hmm. We're all walking around like we're, we're big shots and we're seriously not. <laughs> right. Well, do you have a favorite scene that you've done or maybe just a moment on set that you've had? Because I imagine it's so much fun to shoot. I think um, season two, the prom scene. Yeah, I loved that. I I loved the movie Carrie. I'm not sure if it's based on that, but it is. Yeah, you I think so. Scratch that. It definitely is. It makes me sound really thick. It obviously <laughs> is. <laughs> um, so I love the movie Carrie. So I obviously I love that scene because I think I think we were really hyped up to it because we didn't know that that was going to happen up until I think just a little bit before um, mm-hmm. we started shooting. We knew that there was going to be a big prom thing. And yeah. then eventually when we found out, we were like, oh my God, this is going to be epic. And it was actually physically like really exciting to do because it was freezing cold. Um, I think it was like a type of paint or something they used. Um, it was really sticky. And so it was just the most bizarre thing because then whenever they did it, they did the first one. Obviously they got the real shots of our reactions. We mm-hmm. were dressed up in such beautiful gowns and we'd spent ages getting our hairs done for this sort of prom night. And then to get all this stuff dumped on us like we were anticipating it for like two days before and we were trying to obviously because you want to act and have like really good reactions but whenever they did it we all just completely freaked out 
And then they were like, okay, guys, we're going to reset and go again. And we just had to stand there like, okay, I think you're warm, just so they could get the, another quick shot of it falling. But we were walking around there for like an hour and a half, just covered in that stuff in Ireland. It was just freezing. So oh, yeah. It just really stood out as like a crazy moment. And I think another one was the um, the sheep, the dead sheep scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we were just all standing there holding the sheep. And we were like, okay, guys, just give us one sec to reset the camera. And we all just sort of looked at each other. We were like, we could have been teachers or doctors. We could have done anything with our lives. And we're standing here holding a dead sheep. <laughs> like, what is our time? Things like that can be a bit surreal, a bit odd, but fun. Oh, yeah. Well, I think season two definitely had the most absurd moments. And I actually just went and rewatched it uh, the other week. And I love the scene with it's all like the boys boarding school and the girls boarding school. You're all in the same um, place. I think you're doing a retreat with the Protestants and the Catholics. And father has everybody go around and list similarities and differences, but everybody has a difference. And it's so hilarious. And I think that's What's also great and what makes it a good script is that you have something that was, you know, set in a time period that was so divisive historically, politically, and you can make light of it in some ways, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think that's the genius of Lisa McGee, to be honest. Um, Whenever we had said that we're going to do a Protestant Catholic episode, it was that when we were speaking to people and they were like, oh, I wonder how that's going to go. It's like, it's going to be brilliant. Lisa's going to write it. So it's true to life mm-hmm. and hilarious because I personally did some of those retreats. Like every single thing we did at school was across community, you know, cross community, Nepal, cross community, blah, blah, blah. Right. And um, they were kind of designed to get this you know, wider knowledge um, of, you know, the opposite communities. But really all you, do, you want to do at 15 and 16 is find, is find out who's hot, <laughs> who's, you know, who can you kind of kiss? Who can you know? That's what teenagers think about. You know what I mean? We're not over sure, yeah. this huge, you know, like response, social responsibility that we probably should be. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it, it done so well. You know, it was hilariously written, but it was also pretty true to life. You know what I mean? That's right. That happens. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was it playing? Sort of being in the time period of the nineteen nineties. Um, historically, I think also with the pop culture moments going on. Mm-hmm. What was it sort of like to dive into that time period? And it was really fun. Um, our costume designer, Kathy, um, Kathy Pryor, she's, again, a genius. She's so, she just knows exactly what to put on us and what sort of really makes the characters stand out. <laughs> and the both seasons, at the beginning, when we go into our costume fittings, it's just so exciting to find, to find out what she's, what she's found herself and what she's going to put us in for certain, for certain um, episodes and things like that. And, it was just really fun. Like Nicola made a playlist, Nicola plays Claire. So whenever we were not shooting, um, she made like a 90s playlist. So we'd all kind of sit in her trailer and have a little listen and, and things like that. So we really sort of did, dove into it and really enjoyed it. It was such a cool era, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, especially like the hair makeup team uh, led by Robin, she's like, she just made, like, for example, the promising. I loved my hair, but it was really hilarious when I moved because they used my natural curls, but then they also kind of, and put in some clippings so they've got so loads of hair so if I turned and moved my head it was like little springs bouncing so it just right. looked really silly when I was angry you know those little tiny things that mm-hmm. everybody put into to the characters that were very apt in the 90s because my hair makeup was very much what somebody would have worn dairy mm-hmm. so um to think that that was a, a real hairstyle is hilarious because every time I turn my head to speak everyone started laughing just because the hair 
So these little intricacies, little things that we put in, um, that we, to be really involved in the culture and the, the, the time period was was just really fun to play with and fun to, to use with the characters and stuff in the scenes. Amazing. You also, I think what's really awesome is that you have season three coming out. Um, mm-hmm. How... What are you expecting? What are you hoping to see go on with Michelle, the cast? Because um, I know it's in the works. Well, we haven't actually been told anything yet. We're mm-hmm. told very, very last, which is understandable because we have a tendency to tell people when we don't mean to. Sure. <laughs> so, um, uh, yes, yeah, so we don't actually know what's happening. But I don't know. I just think it's going to be more madness. I'm not sure. I really I really have no idea if we're going to keep going with, um, you know, I I think I suppose we're not. I'm not sure if it's gonna have like be the end of anything. I don't know if there's a season four or five in the works. Mm-hmm. So I think, without knowing if there's going to be any extra seasons, it's hard to tell if Lisa's going to round off the characters and the stories, or we're going to just kind of, you know, plow ahead with madness. But you know, um, obviously we all hope that we're going to be going away somewhere fun and fancy. We keep we keep um, insisting to Lisa this, that she takes all the gears to Spain, and she's like, nope, that's never happening. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> We've, we've been saying it since season one. She's like, guys, just stop. You are not going on a plane anywhere. We're like, okay, that's right. Because that's like, it's obviously the premise of the show that we're very working class background and, mm-hmm. you know, we're not really aware of our, you know, our economic status and that sort of thing because we're, we're teenagers and we're, we're, we're uh, more interested in our relationships and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, based on that, it's, it, would make, it wouldn't make any sense, obviously, for us to go somewhere fancy, mm-hmm. even though we keep trying but um, yeah, I think it's just, I th- I'm assuming she's just going to keep going with all the craziness and all the, the characters. That's, I mean, I have no idea, but I'm really, really excited, I think. Yeah, I think that's what's great is that there's no really timeline for it. Mm-hmm. I think the characters can go on for as long as possible, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever the writers decide. But so you guys actually shoot in Derry, correct? Derry and Belfast, which is a city just like about an hour and 50 away from us. Yeah, I had been to Belfast, you know, when I was over in Dublin, I had been to Belfast, but I never got to Derry. That was one of those that was on my list that I just never got to. I feel like Ireland, for as small as it is, is a country in Northern Ireland as well. It, it's still, there's so much to see at, at the end of the day. You know, there's so many different towns, so it was difficult to get to everything I could while I yeah. was there. There's a lot of history in Ireland as well, so... Mm-hmm. to get around everything and get around all the different bits and pieces um it, it, it will take you a while I mean I haven't even done it that's definitely on my bucket list I think yeah is to, to just travel around and go to different places I haven't seen mm-hmm. there's quite a lot there's so much and I'm so my family we have we, we're from Ireland ancestry mm-hmm. and all um we're from Cork County Cork and we have like names and dates of people but I've really been wanting to do the whole genealogy thing Okay, um, you know, they have like the ancestry.com. I'm not sure if you guys have that over by you, but I've been wanting to really look into it and see who everybody was. Well, um, Siobhan, who plays Sister Michael, is from Cork. Mm-hmm. Really? So you might need to get a chat to her. I'm sure she could help you out with some family trees. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, she is fabulous as well. Mm-hmm. Her character. Oh, my goodness. That was one of the other things I wanted to bring up getting so far off topic now, but her character is just classic. I love her lines. I laugh out loud, literally. Mm-hmm. She's um, she's brilliant, and she's really good fun in real life as well. Mm-hmm. And you'd be pleased to know she's lovely. Um, and she, she just plays it so well, I think. As far as I'm aware, um, Lisa wrote her um, 
based on quite a few nuns that she had that had been at her school and she kind of combined them all as far as I'm aware and but she plays it so well there's just so many different levels to her that like that's what I was saying about those scripts you know if you kind of you take her out of one situation put her somewhere else you would watch that like if you took her out of the school and took her home you'd I'd want to see what she's doing in the house you know what I mean she's so interesting and so so much fun she's a brilliant character oh yeah her lines are perfect she just always has like the wittiest thing to say her sarcasm is just incredible (laughs) she's so fun but yeah so (laughs) yeah so I will definitely try and look into my maybe that's what I can do with all this extra time on my hands start looking into my Irish heritage definitely it'll probably take you a while let's be honest yeah everyone's a bit Irish aren't they (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know it seems like everybody is Well, awesome. Jamie Lee, thank you so much for coming on and chatting about all of this. Your work is incredible, and I really hope everybody checks out Dairy Girls. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It's been lovely. Of course. So before you go, though, we do like to ask our guests what's a piece of advice that's helped them handle their lives. Is there anything, a life lesson, a piece of advice as an actor in general during quarantine, maybe something you've learned that's helped you handle your life? I think... um... I suppose stay positive and don't let things grind you down. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always tomorrow. It sounds it might sound a bit silly, but I just find just personally, um, just trying to stay positive. And if you are having a bad day or off day, I personally like to just literally have a chat to myself, just literally talk myself out of it or talk myself around. It might look a bit strange, but I just find just to kind of get things out, stay positive and just kind of focus on the next day really right yeah I think in the times we're in right now it's really easy to get down in the dumps and Mm -hmm. get really depressed about what's going on but I think like you had mentioned before when you were talking about things that you were working on during this whole pandemic during quarantine you really can find some silver linings um you know I said like I've never been closer in some ways to friends and family. I've had this extra time to visit and and be social with others. You really can find, I guess, the light in the darkness, as corny as that sounds. But yeah, I totally agree. No, definitely. I think you have to find the little things to to be positive about, as as difficult as that might be for some people, I can imagine. And I think just trying your best to find those little things and really cherish them and appreciate them, you know? And if they're only little tiny small things, you know, that's that's fine as well. Make them as big as possible, as big as you need them to be to feel better, I suppose. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. All right, so where can people find you as well? Um, are you on social? I know you're on social. Um, if you wouldn't yeah. mind telling people, you know, so they could follow along with all your new projects. Um, Instagram, it, I'm terrible with this social media stuff. I'm absolutely <laughs> awful. Um, so my Instagram is od. I think I made that years ago. It's only been public, I think, not just about a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it was. That's why it's just a terrible handle. But um, <laughs> so on, I'm on Instagram. I am on Twitter. I'm not great on Twitter, but I'm on there as well. Um, and that's that's about it. So everything I would I'm doing or I'll be putting up, especially with this new project, I'll be posting on on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, Instagram, I feel like in general for so many people has taken sort of the priority. Twitter's great. I go on Twitter, you know, just for news. I don't really post much on Twitter myself, but yeah. Follow Nicola Coughlin on Twitter. She's hilarious. Is she? Awesome. She wins Twitter constantly. I I literally say to myself, and I've said this to her, if there's something I'm going to post or if I don't want to post it, Mm -hmm. I think, what would Nicola do? What would Nicola (laughs) do? And then I do that. (laughs) Amazing. I'm going to be checking her out. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, Jamie Lee, thank you so much for coming on and chatting. I'm so glad everybody got to hear your story and I hope they all check out your work, Dairy Girls season three. Um, for anybody who hasn't gotten caught up on seasons one and two, it's on Netflix here in the States, so. Thanks so much, thanks for having me. Okay guys, I hope you all enjoyed hearing from Jamie Lee O'Donnell. I love chatting about the work she's done as an actor and of course, learning about her time working on Dairy Girls. And I think it's also so great to hear that some film and television projects are aiming to start up production. It's definitely a start as we all try to resume normalcy in our professions. As I mentioned, you can find Dairy Girls on Netflix, so be sure to check it out. And thank you, Jamie Lee, so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.